here we are, and welcome to an action-packed edition of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. This week, we have with us legends of the podcasting world, and specifically legends of the DC podcasting world. We've got Brian and Tony from the Take Two podcast, uh, which, among many things, is the official CW podcast, uh, or the official podcast covering the CW for DC, but they also cover tons of other awesome pop culture stuff. So we will get to them in a moment, but this is this is a big episode. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, but before we get into that, i got to welcome my sisters, hear how they're doing. Becky, how are you doing? Sorry. Um... <laughs> Big yawn there. Uh, we're uh, we're having a sleep regression. You've already nodded still. off during this episode. Yes, um, having a sleep regression still over at this house. Don't remember where we were the last time we podcasted, but um, I've reached a peak zombie mode. Uh, but you know, Mom-bee surviving mode. Mombie. Oh, that's good. Mom-bee, I like that. As they say. I like that. I'm um, New show. There's a reason they make babies so cute. Because she better be stinking cute when she when she wakes me up at 3 a.m. Um, but yeah, that's how I'm doing. There's no further comment. Cool. All right. Now, Lily. Lily is reporting from a major family event, which is anytime our parents visit one of us. It has probably been nonstop shenanigans. It has been. Um, but I'm just going to cut to the chase. So I'm watching Aquaman with mom and dad. Dad peaced out like he went to sleep immediately because that movie's terrible oh. and mom was like mm, love that amazing. movie mm, mm. Usually believe that part I've ever seen. anyways the point is that i want you with mom and dad on this version that shy had in plex which if for people who didn't go to mit plex is this like <laughs> server that shy invented for himself he, we call it shy tunes <laughs> and everything that shy has ever owned like even a like a video that you sent him on his phone is in there it's quite wild but he had a version of aquaman in there but the problem is that jose my husband needs to watch stuff with subtitles because he like can't it's hard for him to understand the english because he's spanish and so the subtitles on this on this aquaman were not synced up so the subtitles in spanish like at the bottom of the screen were coming like in 10 seconds before the people were talking and I go to mom, I was like, you know, mom, I think we just need to go and just buy it on iTunes and not watch it in shy tunes because it's, this is like ridiculous. And I, he's reading it. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. <laughs> and, and mom's like, they are synced up. And I go, no, no, mom, my mom speaks Spanish and reads Spanish perfectly. She's like, no, 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 they are synced up. Watch. And she like rewinds a little bit of the scene. And it's a scene where Nicole Kidman is talking to the husband when she first meets him. And she's just sitting there and there's words on the bottom of the screen. Nicole Kidman is not speaking. And then she's going to speak in about like 10, 15 seconds. And mom goes, it's her interior monologue, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, no, it's not. What? She's going to speak in 15 seconds. I go, no, that's what she's thinking. <laughs> that's not how subtitles work. <laughs> I was kissing myself. It was amazing. We ended up having to switch and like 
to, to watch it on iTunes because it was like unbearable to watch the subtitles. I mean, so best, I best $20 okay. you've ever spent, yeah, right? Was, ever. Just to watch that movie with mom was like worth the millions it took to make that piece of poo. Like it was so <laughs> great to watch it with her. Second really funny mom story. We are talking about ensemble casts, which is what this podcast today, we're going to be talking about that. So last night at dinner, we're talking about all these ensemble class, great movies and stuff. And there is a conversation between mom and dad where dad is talking about saving private Ryan and mom is talking about the 80s Goldie Hawn movie Private Benjamin <laughs> and they are having a conversation where they are arguing but mom does not realize she has the wrong movie it was incredible mom's very like, but similar, Goldie, very similar. Goldie Hawn is the protagonist that's like she's not in the goddamn movie what are you talking about? it was amazing that is incredible so it's, and, it's been wild and, and that is incredible yes and today we're going to talk about ensemble cast we're going to talk about triple frontier but first we're going to introduce Tony and Brian Brian from Take Two. Tony and Brian, welcome, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey. Um, so, Take Two. Tell, I mean, we we are listeners of Take Two. Uh, you are also part of the All Star Comic Con family, like us. We'll we'll all be down there in June, uh, this coming June. But tell us a little bit about where Take Two came from and what you guys cover and what people can tune in to hear. You have so many great bits. Like I thought we had good bits, and then you guys are just like chock full of bits. Well, uh, I mean, Take Two started two and a half years ago, and uh, it was actually Brian's brainchild more than mine. I was brought on as a guest host and then kind of joined the fold after that. But um, I think it was probably about our year and a half mark that we really started to pick up and be like, well, we have more time. We have more things we want to talk about. So we kind of started doing all those little spinoffs and specialty episodes and all that. So we started off as just your weekly movie news and review show, but then it kind of snowballed into so much more than that. So yeah, now we do a weekly CW show. Um, we have guys on our team that do a wrestling show every week. Um, we have Brian and I do Spotlight where we take one actor or director and just look at their whole filmography and do a whole episode about that. So we, we do, yeah, we're all over the map. We do a lot of stuff, but it's all very much movie related, a lot of fun. And we just try, we're always trying to expand and do different things. Podcasting's addicting. That's what we found out. Uh, absolutely. Well, Shy, Shy knows that for sure. <laughs> he, he, he feels you. And I have to say, I really like the, the spotlight episode where you guys did the Timothy Chamolet. Mm-hmm. That was actually probably Lucas, our most popular one. <laughs> and Lucas Hedges, because they're so, even though they're so young, I feel like they're they, so, they have, they're amazing. So, not just like so accomplished, like they're, what they've done, the films they've been in are so impressive. Sure, sure. So and we're they trying have like to, all these weird to, crossovers that you guys kept bringing up uh-huh. in the episode. Yeah. So we're trying to kind of highlight some of that, not just, you know, established people, but maybe some up and comers or even yeah, we're going back cool. and trying to do some like in memoriam episodes every once in a while too, like people have passed on. So yeah, we're trying to keep it fresh and just come up with different ideas. And Hey, anytime you want to recommend somebody, we may consider that as a, uh, you know, episode we'll do as well. So yay. Right. I'm careful, gonna... careful what you allow us to <laughs> send you. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. obviously, it won't be the uh, the script writer of Aquaman won't be getting a spot <laughs> spotlight anytime soon. No. And and I take it you won't take my consistent recommendation for pretty much any TV show, which is or or, or talk show or concept, which is Rachel Bilson. Well, I was going to say Rachel Bilson is <laughs> definitely coming. Rachel Bilson. But I feel like Zachary Levy might be getting some form of recognition soon and well, and he's your he's your other rachel bill Sanchez. yeah he is 
He's my Rachel Bilson. I was a huge fan of him from back in the Chuck days. I don't know if you watched Chuck. Uh, Did we watch? That, I, I watched. <laughs> live and breathe Chuck in this I, house. I watched. I haven't finished it yet, but I am a Chuck fan, so I don't want to know the ending. Be- Becky and I watched it, and Becky had the similar reaction that I did to the last episode, which is like, like just emotional for I was, I was it was very difficult i mean granted i watched it while i was on maternity leave so there were a lot of hormones a lot of feelings but i had needed like multiple therapy sessions with shy after <laughs> after the series finale i mean i would say that show got me through having a baby <laughs> It's a fantastic yeah. show, a very, very fun show, and I feel like he definitely, I guess a little bit of teaser here that we were able to see Shazam uh, pre-screener last night, and he definitely brings that same energy from Chuck oh. into this role, and anytime he's on the screen, it really makes the movie that much better. Oh, that's what I needed to hear. That's what I needed to hear. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, so there's your teaser for later in the show. Let's let's get to our, our, our initial, our main review. We all watched the Netflix film Triple Frontier and uh, or Triple Frontera. Oh, is here. that what it's called in, 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 yeah. in Spain? It is being marketed widely across my city, which is weird. Like, you know, those like standing announcement, like billboards, they're on the street. I don't know if you guys have those. They like, like, well, I like got a bus stop, for example, mm-hmm. right? But for us, it'll be like in the middle of the sidewalk. They have one of those like like, announcing different things. That movie has paid for the entire city to have every single one of those. And they're all the different characters. As if this is like an Avengers movie coming out. (laughs) I think Netflix is just banking that everybody in this city sees it to get their money back. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, it's very yeah. popular. No, you're right. I mean, my wife, she actually just asked me about the movie yesterday. She's like, when's that movie coming out? I'm like, it's on Netflix. She's like, oh, I thought it was coming to the theater. Like, the way they're advertising it, you know, as like, and it is really a big blockbuster film that probably would have done well in the theater or would have been a better experience seeing it on a big, big screen. By his wife, Tony actually met me because we had the exact same conversation a week ago, too. I thought we were in theaters. And nobody, it's on Netflix. well played so now I want to turn to my sisters because uh, I want to ask them this is often I like to do when a movie sometimes is uh, is missing some elements before we give our full impressions what happened in this movie Lily and Becky can you guys tell me what happened I mean, like, as in, as in, you want to know narrative, like the plot structure of what happened, or like what happened? No, no, just, just generally, if you were to tell someone, like, okay, go see Triple if Frontier. X, here's what happened. In okay, the- I, that's how okay. conversation X, would go. Someone okay. would say, "What?" It wouldn't start with "Go see Triple Frontier." <laughs> yeah, but, telling, right. If I was starting the okay. conversation, quickly, five or X military guys go to South America, rob a cartel, and try to get out of South America with $200 million. That's what it's about. Okay. Yeah, sure. Perfect. All right. all right. That's all I needed to hear. Now I'll go over to the take two guys. What did you guys think of the movie? Brian, go ahead, because I don't even know your thoughts on it yet. We haven't talked about it, so go ahead. Uh, I felt the first hour of the film was fantastic. I could not take my eyes off of the screen. Uh, that's my son in the background. He loved the movie, too. So. <laughs> But uh, I thought it, it chugged along real quick, real fast, hot and heavy, and I was enjoying every minute of it. Then the pacing kind of slowed down a little bit, and I just kind of stuck with it to find out what happened in the end. Okay. 
Yeah, um, I mean, piggybacking off what you said, I, I thought it was a very enjoyable film. I enjoyed my time with it. It was a great action movie. I did think where it failed was some of the character development. I think they tried too much to develop the characters up front and make you care, but then you get to the point where it's all more about their greed and they're not as altruistic as maybe they want you to think they are, and I think that's where it failed. But I did enjoy myself with the movie. I, I liked it. Agreed. Okay. Lil? Well, I think, I don't know if you guys agree with this, that context is everything. Mm -hmm. So I, I watched this movie in a hotel, like where I had nothing else to watch. It was just this movie. And I was with my folks, uh, late at night. And, um, it was what, it was exactly what I expected. You know what I mean? It was good enough for like, uh, bunch of good looking guys action Mm -hmm. oscar isaac you know stuck in a little spanish i'm like i'm good with that for a saturday night you know hold up in a hotel room kind of situation sure you know if i spent 25 dollars at the movie theater you know what i or a bunch of money on itunes to see it i'd probably be pissed but if it's a part of your netflix pack netflix package i don't think you can complain too much i think there were it could have been so much better and i think that's what annoys my siblings and a lot of other people is that it really could have been a great movie and it was just sort of like eh, it's good enough and you kind of can't get a cast like that together and not infuriate people if it's not going to be great sure so you know it ha- i think it has that you know it, those faults it, well, to it. but it was good I, enough for me yeah i think that's probably why it ended up on netflix anyways is because i mean if you looked into the history of it a, a little bit it right. was kind of a developmental hell for about eight years so i think originally it would have been a big screen movie and have different people been involved it may have got there but I think, like I said, the story at the end of the day is what kind of got me. Like, you're supposed to kind of feel for some of these characters, and they they don't make you want to feel for it. Like, you just don't care about them as much as you should. So the emotional moments don't hit. So, Right. I would say the movie itself, if if there was better character development or any character development or any motivation I believed in, you know, then I would have loved this movie. I would have forgiven, you know, any of well, the other I, things I think, because I, I feel yeah. like the 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 world within it it was living was really cool. I like the style of like the way it was shot. I I it was, it was you know, you know, it had you know some great beats in it. But I had such a difficult time with these characters, none of whom I I kind of liked Oscar Isaac Pope character a little bit, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. none of whom I really liked. Um, there was no real the the their motivation for going on this mission was very one dimensional as yeah. as as everyone knows character development is the number one criteria for for Cormans when wa- I guess apparently for except for Lily uh, when watching a show so even though we might watch our gutter palette shows they're gutter palette shows with great character development well, one well, I think, well, and, I think Brian's think, point is that it, at the beginning it's there Right. I think it they gets you at the you up, yeah. they, you know, they don't have money, thing. they were in the military, right. they want something for themselves, and then it, it yeah. doesn't I'll buy it. I'll buy it. it. They set you up with, like, enough, there's enough of a setup where you think, okay, once these guys get on the mission, and we're going to go in deep with them, we're going to really learn about, like, their dynamics and their brotherhood and, you know, what drives each of them, and then they're going to evolve over the course of this mission as things go wrong, and just, like, none of that happens. But, yes, they do initially set it up as if there's going to be some some and, better, 
character-driven storytelling. And instead of, I don't know, spoilers for people, but instead of the helicopter going down because they were just dumb and, like, that was so (laughs) not believable because they just didn't throw enough bags of money out. It's just like like the scene before when he's like, this helicopter can't carry that money. We're going to carry it. Well, okay, I guess we'll try. I I guess we'll try to bring double the amount of money that we thought we were going to bring in the first place. That was so dumb. And why couldn't, like, Oberyn, whatever, Pascal, Pedro Pascal, <laughs> he's Oberyn from Game of Thrones. He'll yeah. always be Oberyn to me. And from Narcos. He's great in Narcos. Yes, but, he is. Um, you know, Pedro Pascal, why couldn't he just, like, turn on them? There's a fight in the helicopter because he's a traitor. And then it goes down because yeah. of that. Like, something just cooler. So you're just making up things that have nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, like, I'm just saying that that was a crucial moment in the movie where it went south. <laughs> Yeah. That's I just I just think it started out like you said with well intentions and you kind of want to like these people but then greed takes over and no one is redeemable really and then at the end you're supposed to kind of think this character is a hero almost that they all like give their money to whatever and it's like really he wasn't like he wasn't a likable guy no, so part of why they got into trouble was he murdered a whole village yeah, on his exactly. own <laughs> yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. um, I, I, do you think Oscar Isaac, well, sorry, go ahead, Shay. No, I was going to say, I, I, I'll i just, I agree with everything everyone's been saying. I, I really did enjoy the first hour. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Oh, maybe, I, I'm very critical of the Netflix films. I like the Netflix, I don't mind the Netflix films, but the, the I, I wouldn't say I fully side with Steven Spielberg, but the idea that these are art films versus their shows, which I think are higher quality, I have issues. But the big, so I agree with what everyone's saying. In that first hour, I was intrigued. It had like a Hurt Locker feel, which is interesting because it does kind of trace back to Catherine Bigelow. Mm-hmm. But I would say the biggest surprising moment, and I was clocking this in my notes on the movie, was at an hour and 30 minutes, Garrett Hedlund still hadn't been killed. And <laughs> at an hour and 35, an hour that, and 40, That's what I said, to, I said to mom, I was like, and to Jose, I was like, well, I'm just waiting. When is that brother going to die? Yeah. And, like, he's the least famous of his cast. And, and the last movie I saw him in was Four Brothers, and I'm pretty sure he's in it to be the brother who dies. So I really mm-hmm. thought that this was just Garrett Hedlund gets classed at, cast as, like, the younger crazy brother Wait, who dies. Can we can we just take a moment to talk about how I mean for me with the exception of Affleck and I don't have such a problem with Affleck if it's in the right right role how amazing this cast was yeah. like Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, Oberyn like like amazing like I needed to see this movie because these guys were in it. Yeah. Um and I think that's why it kind of like broke my heart a little bit to be like the dialogue is so poor and lazy. Like it just felt so lazy, and, it, well, and it I wasn't even sure if they were. Appreciate like uh, what it takes to make a good film. Yes, it does it's make you appreciate just... how difficult screenwriting yeah, probably is. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um... you, I just need to know, guys. Yes or no? Everybody, quickly. Does Oscar Isaac go back for the money? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I, th- I think maybe that's going to be a, a sequel that they want to push. Honestly, I mean that's the way they lay it out. Yeah. You know, I'd watch yeah. that sequel. And yeah, I, I think <laughs> the sequel will be better. And similar, it's similarly if this was a show, and this was the end of season one. Yeah, and the character played better. It, it, I, I would totally watch this show with more time to develop and build those moments. Like Ben Affleck's character kind of flips really quickly. 
and mm-hmm. I think that's that I li- I like Affleck a lot actually, and I so as an actor I think he gets a hard time sometimes. I would have yeah, liked to have seen that build that that slowly going crazy and that desperation. Well, because I think he also has PTSD in there that they gloss over. But real again, quick. none of this was really unpacked. They just sort of give you a line here, a line there, and you're not and and you needed a little you need a little bit more little yeah. backstory. Yeah. And, and maybe that's shy you're onto something. Yeah, I think if we would have got some maybe some scenes from their time in the military together that would have helped so this would have been you know a great netflix series potentially where they could like take their time and you know really grow each storyline yeah Mm, I mean, the whole time I was watching it, yeah. the whole time I was watching it, it reminded me of Three Kings. I don't know if you guys ever oh, saw yeah, that movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. That's great. And okay, that's, so yeah, and that's a, a superior movie. movie. Yeah, people want a great Oh, yeah, no, that's an excellent film. That's, that's, oh, that movie's awesome. We saw that in the You know, I feel like we need a little movie. more Clooney in our lives. Oh, uh, George Clooney. Again. He, he may be the only person who wasn't maybe in the cast at one point. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Okay, let's let's do, one of our one of our things we like to do is we, we like to uh, we like to give our MVPs and our LVPs, so our most valuable performance or performer and our least valuable performance or performer. Uh, as much as we were a little bit negative on this movie, it's not for the sake of being mean. It's just we like the contrast. So um, does anyone have one off the top of their head that they like they've been thinking about that they want to share? Uh, I mean, my MVP for me would have to be Oscar Isaac, just because I feel like he's the only one who's somewhat redeemable as a character. I feel like. Agreed. Brian, how about how about you? Are we are are we spoilers here? Are we okay with spoilers? No. Oh yeah, Yeah, we're we we unlike podcasts that are really really conscious of spoilers, we have no ability to do that. So just everything on this podcast is spoiler warning. (laughs) Okay, so speak for uh. I think my least valuable performance was the the death of the main bad guy. It just kind of like happened. Oh yeah. He was just like hiding behind the dresser, and then boom, he's oh, gone. Oh yeah. Him. True. Yeah. And then so I just like, he's like, "Did you get him? Yeah, I got him. Okay, let's go. Oh, wait, <laughs> I got the main bad. That was it. Oh, all right, we got it. Let's go." Uh... That's a good point. Right. I feel like in other movies, even if that's not going to be the climax of the film, they would draw that out and make it more dramatic and dangerous because they're sort of tricking you into thinking, oh, this is like that the climax. In this case, they didn't even try to trick us. Mm-hmm. They were just like, all right, we're done. Next. Well, I had to convince mom and dad that that was a bad guy. I was like, no, no, that was it. <laughs> they're like, that's impossible. I'm like, apparently not. That was just it. You know, what else, you know what else I didn't like was that they kind of played up Garrett Hedlund's character, this MMA fight, whatever, and then we didn't get to see him fight. Yeah, I thought about that, too. I I was like, you were about to show it, and then you just cut away. I was like, give me that fight scene. No, but I would also (laughs) watch the show with Garrett Hedlund and and Charlie Hunnam as brothers that are like MMA fighters during the week and go on like A-team-style missions on the weekend. I mean, 100%. And then also, what did you think that because they set him up as like an MMA fighter, in that moment, that would then come into play later in some like incredible physical yeah, fight. No, 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 no. That, that would be Why a good did story. they go to his fight? Like, what's the point of them being at his so fight? So it's like, thanks for that moment, but it you like it, again. I'm and you guys know I'm very attached to this. If you show me a gun in the first act, you better use it in the third. You know. Well, they did. The they did show Charlie Hunnam's remembering of num- numbers. Um, so okay, MVP. Back, uh, Brian, did you have an MVP? Uh, I have a combined MVP, and it actually fits perfectly into Headland because he and Affleck both took one shot to the head. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right, and uh, Becky, how about you? For my for my MVP, your or MVP LVP? and your LVP. Well, I, I I agree that Oscar Isaac's my MVP because I he's like the the you know kind of I think the most well rounded of the characters. My my LVP is um is the is like every moment is is not just the Affleck character, but every moment in which he all of a sudden becomes like psychotically more greedy and it feels like it's not rooted in anything. So, all right. yeah, it how, felt like it was just, yeah. How about My you? My MVP is Oscar Isaac. You didn't ask me, but I'm just going. My MVP is Oscar Isaac because he, I love how he's just going between the Spanish and the English. Like, oh, hello. Yes, hello. Like, that was amazing. Great Do you guys know I once met Oscar Isaac? Did I ever tell you this Ooh. story? What? I've heard this story. Yeah, I met him. I was at a screening for A Most Violent Year, which, by the way, is such a great movie. Same um, director. Same director, yep, right? Yep, yep. Such a, and it's such a great movie. Um, I was at a screening at um, Luke at uh, Skywalker Sound, I guess. Um, and he was there. And I I went up to him, and I had been eating a lot of cheese, so I was also, like, chewing a bunch of, like, cheese and crackers at the time. It wasn't my best, but I was very hungry. And I kind of, like, like, cornered him, and I was so excited, and I was telling him how I'd seen, like, Lewin Davis four times, and I mm-hmm. loved it so much, and he was so kind, but he gave me that look of, like, ooh, she seems a little crazy. I'm just going to take two steps backwards as she talks to me, <laughs> but he was so polite while I acted like a crazy fan. That's uh, awesome. I was yeah. waiting for your story to start. Uh, I was in the desert, and his plane crashed, <laughs> and then I took his jacket. <laughs> uh, uh, my MVP... My L- Wait, my LVP is Oberyn for not flying that fucking helicopter over the mountain. <laughs> that was the only purpose of him being on the mission. So, See, and that, and that could have been a better twist, too. If they would have crashed, and then this would have become, like, an alive-type situation, like, having That's to survive. That's what I was and, hoping for when yeah. he crashed. So, wait, yeah. if it was an alive situation, who do you think should have been eaten? Oh, Affleck, for sure. Affleck. <laughs> Well, well, Affleck's the meatiest. Yeah. He's definitely the meatiest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so my MVP was, in fact, uh, Pedro Pascal was Oberyn. I really enjoyed him in the movie. I don't know why I did. I was surprised that he was delicious. in it. He's delicious. He's such a great. I forgot guy, that he. I forgot actor. that he was in it, and he's an actor who's really grown on me. But I, I couldn't really figure out that character, so I spent a lot of time watching him, being like, well, "What's going to happen to him? Is he, you know?" So I, I really, I really liked him, and uh, I would say I'll agree with uh, Becky on the. It wasn't a, an individual character per se, but the the Affleck sort of crazy moments were, were hard to take. Uh, Tony, you didn't have an LVP. You're not required to have one, but if you well, have just, one. Well, just that, just that moment of the, like I said, the Garrett Hedlund fight didn't you know, oh, come about. Got That's it. my LVP, I guess. Got yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> now, th- this movie brings on like a bigger a bigger question I think in the movie world and you take two. You guys, you guys have a segment called the Stream Warrior, right? Stream Warriors? Stream Warrior? Yeah, that's sadly yeah, to me. That's <laughs> Usually, I'm the guy who watches like ten things every week, so they get sick of hearing all my reviews. <laughs> so you are well. Anyways, it's a great. It's I think it's a great part of the show because streaming is how so many people watch the shows. There is a bigger question right now going on in the entertainment industry: is you know, should Netflix movies be considered like Oscars, or or are these really just direct-to-video movies that wouldn't have otherwise? made it and 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 then i anyways anyone have any reactions or thoughts on on netflix's films versus let's say amazon's films right well 
I, I think at the end of the day, film is subjective. I mean, so it depends on each film. You got to look at it a case by case basis, I think. And I think the only difference between Amazon, Netflix, whatever, and how much they've been considered for awards has just been their distribution models. Amazon has been doing it in a more reasonable way to be accepted in the overall film community, whereas Netflix is like, nope, we're not putting them in the theaters, or if we are, we're not telling you how much they made or whatever. Whereas Amazon is like, oh, well, these are our movies. We're going to put them out for a couple months, then we'll put them streaming. So I think that's why they've had more success as far as being nominated and winning awards. Um, but I definitely think some films are warranted of being up for Oscars. They're, they're much more than a direct-to-DVD or direct-to-TV movie, in my opinion. Okay. But do you think they should have a run in a theater first? Well, they do. I mean, it, the ones that have been nominated but like, do it. But like, they no, do I'm saying like part, part of the, part of the, of the criteria for being nominated no, I don't for an Oscar like that you have to have. I don't mean like a fake run like Roma had where they couldn't yeah. right. report any box office. <laughs> like, there's right. no box office reports available. It was in a theater at like, in a mall for five it's, minutes just so they could the be considered. It's the minimum so that they yeah. can be Right. That's not yeah. the same as like actually doing a run and then letting it stream. You know. Well, I just I wonder if that defeats the purpose of their business model, though, because if they do that, oh, yeah. then they're not I'm making sure money, does, yeah. and you know. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely an evolutionary thing. It's going to keep changing, and I think you know there's definitely a good discussion out there, but well, I don't know. When it comes to like Oscar nominations, I think you have to have or award nominations. You have to have some sort of criteria because there's so much content out there. In order to be able to like decide what to even consider, you have to have certain I think benchmarks that that a film hits, whether that's like a run at a, in a festival or in a, a special like award that you win in a festival or maybe not a theatrical run, but something because there's just so much content out there. How would you narrow it down? I don't know. I also, I, I get what Spielberg is saying and I respect what he's saying, obviously about, um, right. Like he's saying it's ruining films, right? Shai? Am I paraphrasing that? I mean, like the yeah. fact that, that yeah, it's not fair that the, does anybody want to comment on Spielberg? What he's saying? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Brian, I, I, Brian, why don't you get into this? Yeah. Go for well, it. I, I, see, I think Spielberg, unfortunately, is coming off as the grumpy old man get off my lawn. Ex exactly. Right, exactly. But you have to, like Tony especially, and, and a lot of people are saying it, and you just mentioned that, is that there's so much content and there is good content. So we do need to find a happy medium here. Personally, I would love for these films to all have some type of a run, a month, give it a month. You'll find that instead of just two weekends in New York, L.A., as it is now, give me something where it does have to have a national run. But find a medium, not three months like Spielberg wants. And, and like your original question of do these count, there's some great films on Netflix, Hulu, and, and Amazon, and then there's some trash. So we can just find the middle because there is so much content. Right. And, and, and like to be the fair, in trash that, they, that there's in the movie theaters, if that Trolls movie was able to go into the theater, like, it would break. <laughs> <laughs> or what was the one you saw, Shy? Dog, dog show. Listen here, show dog show, was, show dog, was, was a treasure. Will Arnett. <laughs> Will Arnett acting with CGI like, animals. It's not like there's not schlocky pieces of shit in the theater. The <laughs> yeah. problem is that, you know, Roma, like 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 Spielberg wants, you know, Roma to be in the theater for three months. Well, that movie may not have ever even made it without with the budget. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and that film maybe never would have. I mean, the, a director is extraordinarily famous. I find it hard to believe. But it's, it's still an interesting conundrum of, like, the way things are with the theaters and stuff. Maybe that movie never could have been made otherwise and it's a beautiful film so sure and yeah. then you have someone i mean spielberg is kind of maybe making the claim also that these films should be up for emmys instead but then if you go that route then you're pushing out some of the things that are being created for tv that should be considered there that's their home 
Like, right. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to push for a third there. award yeah. show or something, you know? Like, we need the streamies. I don't know. The streamies. <laughs> although, although soon enough with Disney, right? So it's that's a really big question to ask. You're going to have, you know, within the year, we're going to have Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, and Disney Plus. And right? Apple. Apple's jumping into original content. And Apple. That's, and YouTube. And YouTube. And, oh, right. And YouTube already yeah. exists. YouTube Red. And so, and Netflix is raising prices. Sorry, and did we say that aware. Disney and Disney's also opening their own streaming service? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we said, said that. that. Yeah. We said that. Yeah. Sorry. That are you one. are you uh, on I, this call, Beck? I just, I, I you guys named everyone was naming things at once. It was like Apple, Hulu, Amazon. I was like, <laughs> so my point is, we grew up in a world. But, we grew up in a world with four networks, right? Three networks, mm-hmm, if, two mm-hmm. networks, if you lived in Canada, because they we just had <laughs> CTV shout out. Uh, yeah. And um. And, and and now we're going to have like four or five big streaming services. They almost might deserve their own award system soon. And, and not to mention, I mean, how many years has HBO or these other cable channels dominated, like the Emmys and stuff like that? So you have so many more networks, provi- you know, providing good content. I think we're the ones that are winning are the consumers because we have so many different choices. And I feel like Spielberg, it looks like he's trying to die on this hill. This is his argument, and I think he's going to die there because you have people like Scorsese and Alfonso Cuaron who are going right. to Netflix, who are going to Hulu. So they're changing exactly. with the times. He needs mm-hmm. to. He, he, Brian's right where he's just making himself sound like it was a cranky old man. Yeah. Like it's not a good look for him. I think you, um, you guys have turned me around on this. In fact, if I think about the music industry, right, the music sure. industry took so long to adapt to the world of streaming and buying music digitally. And in the end, that's where we are. And those who went that direction are the ones that are still around. Yeah. I mean, because even look at just the production of Blu-rays and things like that, no one buys things like that anymore. They all just own digital files. Like, Samsung is actually stopping creating Blu-ray players. So, really? Yeah, Ooh, they're the, they're the first major one to stop doing that. So everything's going digital, and I think Mr. Spielberg needs to jump along. And I think I'll give my brother credit. He is with or ahead of the times by creating his own server. That is yeah. the, the right. way of the future. And let's be clear, Again, it is all with media. If you have not got to MIT, and I, I want to be you won't clear, understand it. It is but... all with media that I own. I am not a... We know, we know. Uh, we're we not know. a pirater. I am not a okay. pirater. I do not. Wait, wait, you didn't take any videos of you and I when we were out, did you? Is that on Plex? No, no. <laughs> is that... I don't know. <laughs> Everything is on Plex. There's a live cam of his house right now, and you can just watch it on Plex, no, like Big Brother. <laughs> That it's a little more complicated, my siblings. Okay, let's now let's. Um, uh, I think one of the things Tony and I talked about when we were out at the All Star Comic Con holiday party was our love of nostalgia and the fact that we get to play in the world of nostalgia on this show quite a bit because the show is tied to our childhood. So to bring us into talking to some classic All Star cast movies, which. Uh, whether or not Triple Frontier is a classic, it is definitely an all-star cast. Uh, we're going to play the signature game of Friday Night Movie, which is called Buy, Rent, or Meh. And the it's the, and you can and with the asterisks that if you want to throw in a bleh, you can, which is which is um, and a buy. Uh, so we're going to present everyone with three choices. There's five of us, so we're not all going to go for each round if we're going to get through this. So. Um, uh, so if you feel strongly um, and you must assign a value to each one of these three choices that's either buy, rent, or meh and buy means y- you love the movie, you you want to own it you, you'd buy it digitally perhaps <laughs> maybe not on Blu-ray uh, rent is you would rent it which can sometimes mean stream it in this day and age and then meh can be anything from eh, it was fine i saw it on streaming to meh i hated it it really depends on how you define your meh so you have a lot of different 
uh, options, and and you are forced to choose. Even though I guarantee you, Lily will not follow the rules at any moment during this game. So, given that uh, Brian, Brian, and Tony, do you guys got yeah. this? Do you have any questions? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm in. Sweet. All right. So our first category, going in the theme with Triple Frontier, are, are suicide mission movies, and we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back. We're gonna get hit a few different eras with this. We've got Navy SEALs, Michael Bean, Charlie Sheen, Dennis Haysbert, mm-hmm. I think Bill Paxton too. Uh, you got the Dirty Dozen, which is you know epic classic Jim Brown, Lee Marvin, Cassavetes, right? I'm not messing that. I'm not mixing that up, right? I think I got all the right people. <laughs> and then you've got Inglorious Bastards, Turds, the one that Tarantino made with. Uh, uh, Aldo Rain. What's his, Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. Yep. Brad Pitt. Eli Roth. A bunch of other like vet Jews of various size. So for us <laughs> and our family, all stars for sure, because we, you know, we're very attached to all the Jewish actors. So uh, yeah, by rent or med, those three movies. Uh, I'll jump in first with Inglorious Bastards as my buy. I'm a huge Tarantino guy. I love Brad Pitt in this movie. I love Christoph Waltz in this movie. Uh, Fassbender, everybody in the movie is great. I love this movie. Uh, Dirty Dozen is a classic, so I would put that on my rent. And then Navy Seals I just haven't seen probably since it came out, so meh. Okay, bold. How about you, Brian? I love how decisive you are. Can I just say you're really speaking <laughs> my language with no hesitation? There you go. Got to do it. Commit. <laughs> All right. I'll just completely echo, uh, I'll echo Tony's. I'll make it easy because mine are the exact same as his on that one. Oh, wow. Bold. All, All right. right. Becky, how about yeah. you? Um, I, let me get back to the list here. Um, I, I've, I've only seen Inglorious Bastards out of the whole three, so I'm going to pass. Right. I guess I'll buy that one. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll agree with all of right. our guests. I don't know if I'm going to spend time with Lily on this one at all. <clears throat> uh, I I have to buy Inglorious Bastards because I, I – it's hard movie for me to rewatch because I mean the brilliance of that movie is that Tarantino shows you if he wanted to make a great World War II movie that wasn't a Tarantino movie he could and so it's very mm-hmm. emotional and then Christoph Waltz is like one of the all time greatest acting performances I've ever seen is in that movie I'm going to rent Navy Seals I have tremendous affection for that movie I, I, I know it's super dated and kind of ridiculous but it I had I watched it so many times as a kid and I love that whole Michael Bean Charlie Sheen uh, dynamic and then I, I'm going to admit Dirty Dozen not because it isn't a classic but I saw it so much later than for it to have become a movie that ingrained in me that it just doesn't ha- it's more of a genre of movie than it is an actual movie that has any meaning to me alright let's hit let's hit the capers alright we got the Italian job Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Eight ooh that's a fun one alright Beck go hit us with some decisiveness okay I'm going to by Ocean's Eleven because I feel like they're all Wait, very but I just charming. want to confirm we're talking Brad Pitt, Ocean's Eleven, not Frank Sinatra. Oh, I'm talking Brad Pitt. Brad because, Pitt. Okay. Yeah, Brad Pitt. That, that movie is so charming. So I'm buying Ocean's Eleven. I'm renting the Italian job because I remember it being really fun and isn't Seth Green in it? I feel he like is. that's Seth like Green Seth Green is in it. He, he built, isn't it. He wants the speakers and, that blow women's clothes wants, off. Right, right. And, and there's like a whole. I'm not gonna get into it, but there's like I feel like that. And anyways, I'll love that. Yeah, rent that. And I'm gonna meh Ocean's Eight, uh, which makes me a bit sad. But I haven't seen it because it looks so meh. But I probably will realistically rent it. But it's not on my rent list. Yeah. 
I'm 100% with you, exactly. <laughs> I'm with you on that, except I'm going to bleh Ocean's 8. I'm full on bleh. <laughs> did it. see it? Because I, have I did just... see it, and my disappointment, my disappointment is, makes me furious. It's. I was furious at what that. Song? I don't understand. They, I don't know. You know. I need you to watch it back from your, you know, film production perspective. Tell me where it went wrong. Is it the script? Is it the acting? Is it? Can't the, be. The I acting. feel like they had so much fun making the movie. This is my theory. They had so much fun making this movie, the girls together, that they like maybe didn't pay attention to that they should have put that energy not into like the outtakes, but into the film. I don't know what happened, but it's not good. It's not a good movie. No. Uh, Brian, like, Brian, do you want in on this one? I can't. I can't disagree with you guys. I'm sorry. I was gonna. I was trying. I was gonna switch it up just to argue, but I don't <laughs> want to get yelled at. So I agree all around. <laughs> all right. Let's now. Let's let's go a little classic here. Let's go to. Let's go hit some westerns. We've got uh, the Magnificent Seven, Yul Brynner but and Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, yeah, not yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the, the Chris original, Pratt. not the Chris yeah. Pratt one, which is, I think, a cool movie. By the way, I think it's an acceptable. Oh, that changes my vote. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm, we're talking the original, which Steve in our, McQueen. In our family, the Magnificent Seven, the original, is a big deal. Our dad, it's our dad's favorite movie. He plays the soundtrack for us all the time. He has posted. I was gonna say that's great soundtrack. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Um, then you got Young Guns, Emilio Estevez, his brother Carlos, and um, the uh, and Carlos the, Sheen. Yeah, <laughs> and um, hey, who else you got in that one? You got uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's one of the McDermott McDermott Mulroney guys? And then, <laughs> Sil- and then Silverado. Uh, which is, of course, uh, the vehicle for uh, Danny Glover, Kevin Costner at a young age, Kevin Klein, Scott Glenn, and some Goldblum. It's got some Goldblum in there. So this is a this is a heavy duty category. Who who wants to be bold and step? Uh, I'm I'm just shocked that there's no Brad Pitt movie. I mean, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> I would go Magnificent Seven just because it is the classic. Um, I'm going to rent Young Guns 2, though, because I like Young Guns 2 more than 1. Ooh, all right. Playing oh, with you're the format just playing, playing your own rules there. Yeah, I, like I am. I'm changing it up. I and like then, that. Uh, <laughs> what was the other one? I forgot the other one. Silverado. Silverado. Oh, so, yeah. That's actually a favorite of my wife's. So I'll give it a math. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how sweet of you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Brian, how about you? Uh, all right, so I had to change my book because I had this as the, uh, the the recent Mag 7, and so I'm going to move it around because I had Young Guns winning. But if we're going classic, I'm going to agree with your dad. We're going to put the classic Mag 7 number one. And then I'm sick with Young Guns 1. It's better than part two. I don't care what Tony no. said. Oh, I'm with you, Brian, on Young Guns 1. Young Guns 1 is what? also the more historically accurate. Part two has John, John Bon Jovi. Hello. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> In... That's a good point. I disagree. And, and and a very widely Christian Slater, but I, I'm with Brian. All right. And so you med Silverado? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, sorry. But Silverado comes with 30, gets med. All right. Unless I can put the recent Mag Seven in the, in its in its place, and then I'll mess that just so I can grab it on a rainy day. Uh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Lily and Becky? Well, I, I agree with everybody. I'm just going to say that the reason that I have to rent Young Guns and Mess Silverado, which is an excellent movie, and any any bit of Goldblum, you know, I'm a huge fan, but I have to rent Young Guns because you made us watch it so many times. Yeah, it's <laughs> when you were very young. Brain. Like, I saw the yeah. movie when I was nine. <laughs> so 
I was six. <laughs> yeah, so I missed that era. I was too little. I've never seen it, or I don't remember. Uh, but I yeah. love them. It's just like I don't. It's one of those things where you just don't know if it's something that's good or bad, but you love it so much from your child, so you're it's a, like an emotional attachment. So. Uh, well, so yeah. for so for me, I gotta tell you. First of all, these are three of my favorite movies. So I I've we've put a, me in a tough situation here. My my buy in this group is Silverado. That is just one of my favorite movies ever. I love really? that cast. I love the the humor of it in there. You know, directed by written I think written and directed by Lawrence Kasdan, who did Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back. Yeah. And, and I don't feel like that's come up often in our life that Silverado is one of your favorite movies. It's not that I'm questioning it. you. It's just that I just don't recall this ever being a thing. But it's good to know. I feel like I'm getting to know you a bit more today on the pod. Those those are always good so. moments. Okay. I don't know if you want to go in this category back. No, I already said I All like right. I feel like I feel like you and Lily wrote these so that I couldn't participate, but whatever, that's fine. <laughs> just move on to comedies. Just do the comedies. Becky's yeah, just do the comedies. I, those are not, those don't even I, Lily you wrote those they don't make sense for this so we're not using why don't they make sense because Wait, why don't we let our guests judge if okay they fine make you're sense. just gonna judge whether or not these make sense okay for this category okay are these not ensemble movies all-star casts all-star casts all-star all-star casts uh, isn't mean, an so, all-star cast the same as an ensemble so, movie okay, so you could do galaxy quest bridesmaids and hangover those are all all-star casts sort of Maybe. No, not really not Galaxy Quest. You know what? We're doing... Never mind. I'm just I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna it. move to the next the next. Moving on. All right, all right, all right. All right. So we all have been talking about all star cast. Does anyone have an all star cast movie and premise that they want to pitch? So we have a bit on the show we call cast dot 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 away where we recast or, or, or play with the casting uh of, of a particular show or movie. And then we have another one called Pitch Imperfect, where either you pitch the concept based on a sizzle reel that you've seen, or you pitch a sequel or a spinoff or something like that. So we're going to merge those together. So it's a castaway Pitch Imperfect. Does anyone have a cast that they would like to see and, and a premise? Uh, you uh, know, we, oh, go ahead, Brian. Go Brian, ahead. hit it. <laughs> uh, I have a film that I, I was involved in writing a script for that I'll just pitch it with you guys right now and see if you guys can pick up the option and get a producer behind it. Becky, is a, pro- Becky is a producer. Yeah, so. I mean, I there produce low-budget documentaries. So. <laughs> this can be a documentary once we think about it. The movie's called Date Filler, and it's about a group of guys that want to start a company that they realize that a lot of people go out on dates, and sometimes the guy might not be able to make it last minute. And so he'll call these company, and instead of standing up the girl and canceling on her, he'll call these guys, and they'll jump in, and they'll fill in on the date just for that evening. So they'll show up, and they'll say hi to the lady, say, hey, sorry, Bill couldn't make it this evening. I'm here just to show you a good time. Don't hold it against Bill. He got caught up in traffic. And give him a call. You can go in with that second date. This is a com-rom more than a rom-comedy, where it's more TV and comedy and hijinks ensue. What we've got is we've got four gentlemen who start up this company together, and then, of course, we have two ladies that get involved along the way. Uh, my leading cast, the lead is going to be Paul Rudd, followed by his number two is Michael B. Jordan. Then you've kind of got the nerdier guy. I've got Michael Sarah, And then the pretty boy, and that's Zac Efron. Uh, the pretty boy's problem is when he goes on these dates with the ladies, there is a strict no- rule of you cannot sleep with the ladies you're on the date with. You're there just to fill in for the guy that they were supposed to be with. If they do, they get their money back. Uh, <laughs> the two... Uh, 
the two women that get involved, our lead character, he is actually dating someone in real life, and they're very close to getting engaged, but he's fear commitment type thing. Eventually, by the end of the film, they finally figure things out. That's played by one Rachel Bilson. I swear to you, I had that written down before I met you. Shai's oh. <laughs> personally financing the movie at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know when and I can I, get in as an angel investor. There you go. And then lastly, we have one more girl in here, and she is met on a date. And then they have to break the rules, but she's met by Michael B. Jordan's character, and they actually fall for each other over time, and that's played by Gal Gadot. Oh, wow. Jesus. That yeah. is quite the cast. That is an all-star cast. So I've got to tell you, I am all in on this movie. Yeah, this is... I would like to see it. This this sounds yeah. like, a, like a Wedding Crashers with heart, or a hitch with yeah. a little more hijinks. Yeah, 100%. The hijinks will ensue because some of the dates that these guys get assigned to go to, you know, one guy winds up going to like a, a retirement community to kind of fill in for a guy who couldn't make it. Another guy, a prom date gets stood up, so he winds up having to fill in and has to wind up going to a high school prom. And then just like regular dates oh, along like, the way. And I have to say, I'm that. more convinced now that you've given me a few date premises because yeah. I yeah. really like those two examples. Those are great examples because you're, you're really thinking out of the box here with right. what are the scenarios because th these are important things that you would feel like a good guy would feel really badly about having to stand someone up for. So that, that makes sense to me. That's, I, I, that's where the hearts play. Oh, this is great. Can't wait to see it. Now, I have a question. Can we get Ike Barinholtz in this movie somehow? Is there a part yeah. for I would him? Maybe you could switch out Michael Sarah for Ike. Okay. I'm, I'm very open at this point, sure. Okay. I, I think Ike Barinholtz in these ensemble situations is gold. I think he's one of the funniest people out there. I now just became very apparent to me, though, that I feel like we need to see Gal Gadot in a... Um, yeah. In a rom-com. Or com rom. And there's going to be a Manzoukas cameo at some point, for sure. We know that, right? <laughs> at well, some point, he's be, coming in. Well, he's the date like a small that's like a, a, was a, like a two guys, and he's the date that is going to get step uh, stood up, and one of that's... the guys has to go, and he's a crazy person. <laughs> and, like, he wants to, like, them to go, like, you know, those do those squirrel jumping things where they have to jump off the mountain in just like a suit. And I don't know, eat pasta like out of each other's hair. Like some menzucus crazy shit. That is that is awesome. Um, I'd like so that's a first of all that's an awesome This was an epic pitch imperfect. Yeah, this is or, this is the, the mic drop of pitch imperfects. I whoa. I was just I'm just blown away. I was just going to pitch yeah. Triple Frontier again. Same cast. They go back to get the money, and it's a better movie. That's all That's I was going to pitch. That's literally what I was going to say. I was going to be like, okay, I want to see Oscar Isaac, Char Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, and Oberyn. Yeah. yeah. Um, going into the Andes to rescue some money while, you know, chaos ensues. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Wow, well, we're so connected. Well, we should produce, let's produce Brian's movie first, <laughs> and then we'll pitch ours to Netflix. Got it. Agreed. Yeah. All right, what's up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony. All right, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can live up to Brian's hype now. So, I, but I did have um, a book that I read in college that I always thought would be good as a, a movie adaptation. So, it, that oh. popped in my head last night, and I was like, let me cast this out. I've never really thought of casting it out. But so oh, the book fun. is called uh, Three Christs of Ypsilanti. I, the city I lived in when I went to college was Ypsilanti. It's a very hard name to say or spell, but maybe that'll is have that to in, change. Is that the in title. Pennsylvania? 
Uh, Michigan, Southeast Michigan, 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 right down the street from Ann Arbor, actually. Oh, okay, so, cool. Um, so the book is about a psychologist. This all took place in that area, that Ann Arbor area, who worked in a mental hospital and realized she had three different patients who all claimed they were Jesus. And she decided the therapy she was going to pursue was to actually bring them all together into a room to confront each other to see how that would play out when they all think they're the same person and all thinking they're Jesus. So... That's I'm casting, yeah, I'm casting Emily Blunt as the doctor, the psychologist. Mm, love and then it. My love three it. Christ, and my three Christs will be Jason Momoa, <laughs> Adam Driver. <laughs> I mean, fantastic. Yeah, Adam Driver and Colin Farrell. Okay, guys, guys, you yeah. should just work in casting. That's <laughs> what you do. I'm loving these choices. So, so yeah, I think it could be an interesting film and, and definitely some eye candy at least to watch. So, <laughs> so I, so my. My uh, my pitch is a little bit. I would say this is all star, but it's also like, in a sense, it's all star Comic Con because I'm, I'm picking three icons of the Comic Con world, and um, these I'd like to see them team up probably in some sort of supernatural meta comedy horror because I love horror comedy, but I want to see. Uh, but it doesn't have to be. It could also be just a workplace comedy, which would also be great. But I want to see Mark Hamill, Bruce Campbell, and Robert Ungland, who played Freddy Krueger, <laughs> together, either in, like I said, either an office, workplace, office space, kind of like three old yeah. dudes at an ad agency, or perhaps three old dudes at an ad agency that gets attacked by demons or monsters or you know some sort of some sort of again horror comedy splatter but but funny where they can play on their well-known identities uh, i hope netflix or hulu is listening to this episode because i think you got a winner there yeah uh, oh yeah, yeah for yeah, sure shy i feel like the i feel like the world is like hungry for exactly what you're talking about oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and and good meaty screen time for all three of those guys and and get them together with some chemistry i think it would be awesome i bet they all you know, have respect for each other. I know I've seen Robert Unglund talk about Bruce Campbell very positively before. I think it would just be a lot of fun. It's like the first Wives Club, but for like comedy horror movies. Yeah, exactly. And Hamill. I just think that I think that for all of you know right. my, mean, my yeah. well documented distaste for the Last Jedi, Mark Hamill as old Luke Skywalker is one of my favorite things I've seen in a movie in years, and I just can't get enough of him right now in this phase. And are you gonna watch his new show? I, I well I I was gonna ask Brian and Tony, have you guys seen Nightfall? I, it's on it's on the History Channel. I don't even know where to start. No, no, I I haven't watched any of the history scripted stuff. Well, I'm I'm gonna try just to see Hamill. Okay, cool. All right. Well, now now we will come to the part of the show where we do shout outs, recommendations, something you've been watching, someone you want to shout out to. We'll 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 do them both in one shot here, and uh, I'll I'll start with my sister Lily. Lily. Oh, I would like to shout out to. Um, don't make fun of me, shy, because I don't know this person directly, nor have I interacted with them. Lily, but, Lily shouts out to famous people, hoping right. that <laughs> they'll, they'll listen to like the show. I would like to shout out to Liz. I think her last name is is pronounced Climo. Climo, like Simi Climo, the guy who went to camp with us. Maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Climo, Climo. I'm going to go with Climo. Um, and she's a former um, illustrator animator for The Simpsons who um, worked on The Simpsons, I think, for like 10 years and then went off on her own. And she draws these really 
great um, little comic vignettes with animals. And I don't remember how I happened upon her, but I bought a bunch of her books, like her comic books. And I'm telling you, like, they are so lovely to read. And, like, they're really cute and really smart. And you can follow her on Instagram. Um, Doing that right now. Yeah, and I just, like, they're a really great pick-me-up. Just kind of, like, I find there's so much shit on the news feeds and on the, like, you know, your digital, like, online newspapers or whatever, and there's, like, so much bad stuff happening. And I just look at her comics and go, oh, like, that's really cute. That's a great recommendation. Thank you, Um, Lily. So I think that'll brighten everybody's Instagram feeds if you guys follow her. Um, I will, I, uh, she is at, um... I guess it's, uh, you know, it's, I don't know how to read people's things. It's, it's, just it's Liz Klimo, L-I-Z-C-L-I-M-O. Yeah. Thank it, you, Shay. It, it, it also that. says here that she has a greeting card line that's at Target and Walmart, so that might be something hmm. you want to check out. It is, it, it is because her cards are really funny. That's cool. Um, yeah. It's just calendars, and, and, mm-hmm. I, and I bought two of her books, and I think they're very cool. And the other Rex, I just want to say, is that I cannot – um, like if you were, you know, did something under the influence of like drugs or alcohol, you're not really sure if you can really recommend that experience. I watch two movies with my mom and that's like being under the influence because she is just <laughs> so funny. And like I watched, isn't it romantic on Netflix, a Netflix film, which I think is a Oh my God. Netflix how film. was that? Ooh, it I was just exactly what you want. Like Rebel Wilson turning, oh, you know, tropes on their realize, head, being funny. I did not realize that was a Netflix film. I am so excited. See, I, mean, I don't, I don't think it is here. I don't think it's a Netflix film here because we what? saw it in the theater. Yeah. Get out. Can't yeah, I thought it was a movie in the theater. Yeah. Oh, for me, it's directed. I gotta move to Spain. Gotta move to Spain. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, oh my god, it's a win for us. Sometimes we like, you know, we're stuck with all this trash. And thank you, Netflix, because um, nobody's gonna go see that in the theater here. Um, we have very uh, otherworldly ideals of what a woman should look like in a movie. I think. Unfortunately, in this country, so um, they're not up quite uh, up with the Me Too and the Jamil Jamila like you know body I image weigh, for women. I weigh movement. Uh, the I weigh movement, um, yeah. which is awesome. It was it was awesome to see Rebel Wilson in that movie, just leading a movie and being hilarious. Is it the best rom com ever? No, but I saw it with mom, so in my mind it is now because mom <laughs> loved it. Um, and Adam uh, Divine, like seriously, uh, I uh, should have a little Adam Divine. Put him in, in anything. Life, so. Put him in anything. Put him in anything. He's <laughs> adorable. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the spy who dumped me with mom. Oh my god, like amazing to watch that film with our mom. It makes you think you're watching like Mission Impossible, but like so funny. Wait, it, yeah, so you videoed great. mom reacting to the? I did. Movie. You guys didn't respond. No, no, no. It was, was so amazingly funny. Videos. I just wonder, is it something we can post because it is so hilarious so watching. I mom will reacting. ask her because I think she didn't like it that much. Because then, as I'm watching the movie later, I turn around and she's just filming me. She's like, see, do you like that? And I was like, nobody would think this is funny, Mom. I know. I was like, Mom, it's only delete that video. It's only funny when you do it. I'm like, seriously. She's like, fine. Um, I'll ask her because she was just cackling. Um, So, yeah, those. And I'm watching Umbrella Academy with her. It's amazing because I'm watching it with her. So I'm sorry that all of you can't watch TV with our mom. But (laughs) 
Umbrella Academy. I thought it was, it's it's great. It's I'm so fun. happy you're enjoying it. Do like, we'll have a follow-up convo it's once a you fun and 10 I... episodes, you know? Like, if you're not invested in anything too deep, I think you could watch it with kids. Like, Tony, I think it's interesting. You said you had, like, a 10-year-old-ish. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you watch that with a 10-year-old. Again, I said I don't know the rules above three years old, but... Pretty violent. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think it is a pretty violent one. Is it? But he, he's seen okay. worse. He's seen worse. Okay, so, okay. you know, or maybe... It's got a good lessons about siblings and family, I think, in the end. So, okay. I'm enjoying okay. it. Brian, what you got? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to throw a uh, recommendation for my favorite band of all time. I just got to see them live two nights ago uh, in the Baltimore area. They're actually from Virginia. They're called Carbon Leaf. Oh, I've seen those guys. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They uh, kind of started off as like an Irish rock band. They've evolved a little bit to kind of Irish alternate, like kind of alt rock. Uh, They just celebrated their 25th year anniversary, which is now this year. Uh, I wound up talking my brother's sister and my brother's girlfriend into finally coming to see them live. I've been trying for 10 years now. I got to get them out. And they ended the show with coming off the stage. I'd never seen them do this before. Walk into the crowd. And they do an acoustic, two songs to finish up just acoustically, and they stopped literally six inches away from me. In fact, uh, the lead singer oh, had to push, he legit had to push me back a little bit, like, give me some space, pal. And I was like, no, I don't want to give you some space. Favorite <laughs> band lead singer. So it's like you uh, with, but, like Becky with Oscar Isaac. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But I, so. but I don't think he was eating a bunch of cheese at the time. Now they they <laughs> toured they strange. toured once supporting Counting Crows, right? Because I'm pretty sure I saw them at 9:30 supporting Counting Crows once. That's awesome. That makes sense, yeah. That makes sense. So, so I'm a big fan, and so I'm going to try and throw them some love to make them that, finally popular after 25 years. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's great. Uh, we're, we're music fans. We don't do a ton of music on the show, but we do do it occasionally. And uh, music recommendations are more than welcome. That's awesome. All right, uh, awesome, Becky. Thanks. Becky, what are, or, or Tony or Becky, whichever one of you. Hey. Oh, go ahead, Becky. Um, okay, so I've seen a bunch of stuff lately because I've been on uh, planes traveling for work. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I saw started watching the Ricky Gervais show on Netflix Afterlife. I am enjoying it quite a bit. I'm gonna keep watching it. Also cool. started Turn Up Charlie, which is the Idris Elba comedy on Netflix. Whoa! But I tell you, good reviews. Though. I'm definitely watching it because Idris Elba is in it. Real other reason. <laughs> Idris Elba, so, who will be playing McCavity in the Cats the Musical movie version that I'm yeah, staying so on top of for like, this podcast. I mean, like, as long as you love like Idris Cats Elba. doesn't need you to, like, give them this much PR. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're fine. really into Cats. It comes up a lot. Okay. So I feel like if you're into Idris Elba, watch the show. If you're not into him, you won't care. Um, then I saw the documentary from oh, a, a while so back, bad. Three Identical Strangers. I'm oh. just going to leave it hanging in the air. When you guys see it, we can talk about it. I there really want to see it. Yeah, I had I liked the film, but I definitely had a problem at the end of the film with kind of the way the reveal. No, not with the reveal. With I think like filmmaking choices. I think the filmmakers drew some conclusions or connected some dots, and in a in a biased way that I was not comfortable with as like a filmmaker. And so I actually kind of had a a problem with it um, at the end. And. I finally saw Zootopia on my flight. I was like inspired. I'm going to watch this oh, movie. That's a great movie. So good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. There's, a, really like, good there's a reason why I was all in on that movie from the beginning. I yeah. am just all in on that movie. Anyway, so that's my that's my recent watches. I um yeah. 
that's, that's yeah. all I got. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I totally piggyback what you said about Three Identical Strangers. That was overlooked for the Oscars this year. It should have at least been nominated. Uh, that was a crime that it wasn't because it was a great documentary. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. My uh, my recommendation for the week though is Us. I just got a chance to see this on oh, Friday. Wow. Um, if oh, you're a, cool. if you're a fan of Jordan yes. Peele at all from from Get Out, it's definitely wow. worth your time. Go check it out. Um, it's a little more gory and a little more kind of sci-fi ish than Get Out is. Get Out was a little more dramatic and more kind of political commentary, I think. But this is a little, you know, skews a little more sci-fi, a little more gore. Is it as good? I still prefer Get Out if I had to rank the two, but I do. Okay. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it a lot. So You're it's definitely it worth going to check out. Wholehearted wreck. So that's yeah, good. yeah. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o gives a fantastic uh, performance. Awesome. Probably the best I've ever seen. I don't know why she hasn't been a lead actress really before in anything. I mean, even Twelve Years a Slave, she's not the lead. I mean, she was recognized, you know, with it's the a Oscar. Good point. But she needs to get more roles like this, so I'm hoping this opens the door for her because she gives an amazing performance. Everybody in the film really does because they're all tasked with kind of playing dual roles, and I love how they do that. Some great child actors in here. You know, sometimes that can really make or break a movie, but they all really did a fantastic job. So, yeah, it's definitely worth your time. Go check out Us. Great. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, all right. Is that, does that leave me? Yes. Uh, I'll just well first of all I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend Take Two podcast. Uh, you guys have been amazing guests and people who especially want something. So you know if you like our podcast but you want something that actually is up to date with whatever is actually happening in the movie and television culture and, and really, where they do research and, and where they, um, the Take Two guys. I'm always amazed at how much again how much, how well structured and how much you guys pack in and and how timely you are with everything. It's like a great way to stay on top of everything that's happening. And you guys have great insights and you are not snooty. You're down to earth. Uh, like it's real people reviewing movies. This isn't like, you know, critics, critics like sipping tea and coffee and, and debating existentialism, um, but with tremendous insights. And also if you're a CW fan, which I am a huge CW fan, you guys, oh, are yeah. the, you guys are the place to follow CW stuff. So, my recommendation goes to Tony and Tony and Brian and the rest of the crew. Awesome, yeah, man! Thank, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Thank and, you so much for the work. And um, and my wife and I will be going to see a live WWE performance. Uh, oh, nice. uh, on April first, uh, the Raw Raw is coming, and I've never seen it before, but I'm I'm intermittently fascinated with wrestling. So we decided to go. So to prep, I'm gonna be tuning into your wrestling show. There you you go. I'm sure they'll be glad to hear that. Yeah. I I heard one of your wrestling apps and I was like, oh my God, I know nothing. (laughs) This is not my realm. Yeah, definitely not. Shy has found a kindred spirit here. Um, And maybe I thought, maybe if Shy listens to these uh, segments, he'll stop sending me. WWE videos. Oh, nope, he's never going <laughs> to stop. No, it's like a whole other has, game he plays, sending us that junk. Yet. Yeah, I'm fascinated with specifically not. I don't. I don't know if I even like watching the. I can sit through the show, like the mat, the matches. But I love analysis of it and discussion about the industry and like who's considered great and why they're considered great and the whole notion of you know putting someone over in heels and faces and all that stuff. Like I love the whole like uh, lore of it all. And so I send my sisters these like top ten heels from the 1980s and make that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean I'm with. With you i jumped away from wrestling i used to love it in the 80s and all that but <clears throat> a more current recommendation if, if you're interested is to see fighting with your family fighting with my family that movie oh, did you see oh, that yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, me and Brian both saw it, and we really enjoyed it a lot. Even if you're not current into sports, I think it's just a great story, great sports movie, and uh, they re- everybody in it gives great performances. The Rock has some nice little cameos in there. So it was a lot of fun. That's great. Cool. That's great. Cool. All right. Well, the let's... wrestling community is. Oh, sorry. I was nope. say the wrestling community is huge. We, you know, the wrestling guys that do our show, our little spinoff that they do, the wrestling spinoff show specific. They asked early on when we had the take two if they could just mooch in for a little while while they learned how to podcast and whatnot. And we just haven't been able to get rid of them since. So we're happy to have them. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really great. Um, so uh, where can people follow you guys? Go ahead, John. Oh, well, all of our socials, I mean, you can search Take Two Podcast, that's T-O-O, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're very active on all three, and we try to present something a little bit different on every, you know, aspect of it as well. Um, And right now, we're actually in the middle of a big social push with our March Madness bracket. We've decided to do a little throwback bracket, and we put all of our host favorites from 1989 against the 1999 films. And we're doing a daily vote and we're going to work down to which is the best film of 89 and put it against the best film of 99. Of your platforms, Instagram is my favorite one. I love the bracket that you're doing, but I also love just the little Instagram lives and videos you guys do when you're going to and from the movies, like the little yeah. snap reviews. Although usually those are terrible. I, I hate doing them. I hate being on, on camera. I think I'm awful at them. I think the last one I did, I was like, I'd only been awake for about a half hour and it was super windy and I'm like, this is terrible, but whatever. <laughs> I, I really love those. I really love when I'm like, oh, Brian's at the movies. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Curious what he's good. like. Oh, he's going in. All right, in a few hours, I'm going to find out what he thought of it. <laughs> uh, good. I'm glad somebody's watching. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely me. Uh, all right, uh, Lily, uh, Lily, and Becky. Or, or do you guys want any other follow? Are there any other follows individual that you want to push? Oh no, that's fine. Right, I mean, cool. I, I push most of at least as far as movies and all that stuff is all through those accounts. So cool. All you, right, you'll Lily. find our personal ones through there as well. Okay, cool, awesome. Lily, where can people follow you? TTK Gomez on Twitter. And Becky, where can people follow you? Follow me on Twitter at Paper BK Princess. And you can follow me at Pancake the Number Four Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at FridayNightMoviePod.com. You can catch everyone who is on this podcast today will be at the All-Star Comic-Con. Uh, we'll be podcasting, I'm sure. I, I, I can, I'm sure that we'll end up doing little guest spots with each other at different times, uh, enjoying the community of that. And that's uh, June 7th, 8th, and 9th. 8th and 9th are the, the big open con days uh, where you can come up and hang at the booths and whatnot. And um, with that, the music from What Does It Eat will pipe in, which is not really going to because uh, at this point I, I don't this point, I don't think I should be able to make it pipe in, but it, it, it's live. But I'll edit it in afterwards and everyone will dance and we'll say goodbye. Thank you guys so much for doing Thank this. Thank you Bye-bye. guys so much for Bye. coming. So this was a great episode. Thank, Thank you. you. It was so much fun.